Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at a Chuckery show, hanging out in the Kia studios on this Tuesday night with you. 404-726-0929, that is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. A uh, couple of hours, we will get to rank them. Don't forget, we do it at 940 now, so hit us up with your list. Uh, I did have some people that were tweeting me already yesterday, so um, hit us up at uh, the text line or on my Twitter page, at JMCH316, he's at the D. Lewis. For real. Falcons get ready for uh, football coming up on Friday, preseason game number two. We certainly will see the starters, and they'll take on the Cincinnati Bungles. Let's head out to the waitfor.com hotline, Atlanta's Ford dealer. Let's talk to our buddy Daniel Flick. He is a Falcons writer for Falcons Report, uh, a part of Fan Nation, and uh, he's part of the SI Network as well. He's on Twitter at by Daniel Flick, and Daniel, appreciate uh, a few minutes, uh, as always, as we get ready for preseason game number two coming up here. Absolutely, man. Happy to uh, hop on with you, as always, and um, excited about, you know, watching Atlanta in action at home this year for the first time on Friday night. You know, I I did think that it was a really good first step. I mean, look, I've explained this to people. You know, would you rather have your backups and third-string guys get run over and, you know, play, you know, poorly or would you rather have your guys that, you know, and there are plenty of guys that they're going to rely on, you know, to be pieces, the D. Alfords and, you know, Arnold Embicady and guys like that. I mean, look, there's there's plenty of expectation for all those guys. But, again, I thought it was a good first step all the way around for this team. Yeah, and, you know, the one thing that a lot of the guys in there have talked about uh, in the last week is that that win, even, even with the starters not out there, you could see an identity forming. And that I think, you know, one of the things that the Falcons have kind of lacked the last several years, like a consummate team identity. And I I think this year, again, even though it's not the starters, you can see a certain type of player, a certain type of mindset, um, for sure, a high level of of urgency is honestly the word I would use for it. But um, it was was a very, for me, encouraging performance. Because I I feel like, you know, you mentioned Ebiketti, Alford, you know, very, very clearly that, you know, very, in my eyes, two uh, pretty big winners from, you know, 
uh, the opener. So I, I think, you know, playing them in that game, you were hoping that they'd play the way that they did. And so that was obviously encouraging. But even beyond them, there were so many guys in, in that win that are fighting for roster spots, you know, that, that ended up playing at a pretty high level. Um, and you could just feel, you know, especially with Ryan Nielsen's unit there, you, you could just really feel a level of aggression. Um, and again, as you're going to see the talent ramp up on Friday night when they play the starters, I think you're kind of looking to see that same level of, of, of overall aggression. Again, I, I love the word urgency. I think that's really important for this year's team. Um, and I think that's, you know, the way that they've built the team, it's not just a player-by-player player deal. It's a mindset that the team has taken on. So even beyond the actual on-field, you know, I would call it a very impressive showing on Friday night um, of last week. I think it was more a larger picture takeaway that everybody's kind of talked about. Obviously, you know, we've heard all offseason about how strong they feel the culture is there. Um, but I think you really start to gain a greater appreciation for that when you see how deep the roster is with guys who fit that culture. Um, and, and so I think that's what I – that was my main takeaway from uh, last Friday night in Miami, and I, I'm very excited to kind of watch that play out this Friday night as well. Well, and, and Daniel, I will say that I, I have consistently said on this radio show, my podcasts, and, and everywhere I have a platform that the, the best acquisition that the Falcons made – wasn't a player, wasn't trading for somebody, wasn't Ryan Nielsen. I think the best acquisition they made was bringing Jerry Gray in, who is a long-standing, really good defensive coach. Um, obviously, you know, if you listen to people like Jair Alexander, he had a big influence on on his career. Uh, he was there in 2010 when the uh, Seahawks had a couple of rookies named Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas. Those guys turned out pretty well. But the thing is, is that I think you saw his fingertips all over that secondary. And I know he's not their secondary coach, per se, but he's been brought in to do a lot of different things. But the idea of, hey, passes being knocked down, multiple interceptions from this team, there was an aggression out of the secondary that we haven't seen for years. And that's why I'm super excited that when Okuda finally does get healthy, and we can see A.J. Terrell and Jesse Bates and Richie Grant and Jalen Hawkins. When we see the guys that are really going to play, and, and again, D. Alford as well, I think Jerry Gray has already had his fingers all over the pulse of this defense and what this secondary is looking like. Yeah, and, you know, I think, you know, you mentioned how often they got their hands on the ball in Miami. That's a trend that's been happening all training camp frankly. I mean, that is a trait that that secondary has taken on. Um, and again, the Falcons the last several years have not been very good at forcing turnovers, whether that's a pass rush problem, a secondary problem, you know, obviously it's an age-old argument, but no matter how you shape it, they haven't forced turnovers. And I think this year, um, obviously that's a, a big uh, step that they're trying to make. Um, and I, I think, you know, the easiest way to kind of flip that, the more you get your hands on the ball, naturally speaking, yeah, I mean, it's just obvious, like the more you're going to force turnovers. And so uh, this year, again, whether it's camp, and obviously it was very exciting to kind of watch that translate against, you know, Miami's offense and not only against, you know, their own offense, obviously. But um, it, was, it, was, it was nice to kind of see that. And I think with Jerry Gray, the one thing, I think Arthur Smith has a, a very big soft spot for what Jerry Gray has meant for his career. Um, but every time that Arthur talks about Jerry Gray, he just keeps coming back to his leadership, 
um, and the mindset that he's got in that whole room to kind of embody. Um, and I, I think, you know, you mentioned Okuda, uh, you know, all, all signs. I mean, he looked, he looked healthy in camp. He looked quick, athletic. There's very high expectations, I think, that he'll be a legitimate, you know, really good second corner. Um, A.J. Terrell, as you mentioned already, I mean, his, his camp has been, has been highly, highly impressive. He was really good in Miami as well, um, you know, earlier throughout all the uh, sessions that he had against, you know, several talented wideouts on Miami's roster. Um, and so I think he, you know, after kind of a slower start last year, kind of looked more like himself as the year progressed, and he's looked every bit of the all-pro that he was in 2021. Um, and so I, I think that whole room is very, very encouraging. But as you mentioned, they had multiple interceptions on last Friday night um, with guys that are, again, kind of fighting for roster spots. Like, that is a full-on effort by Jerry Gray, the, the level that him and Steven Jackson, Ryan Nielsen, all those guys ha- have the whole secondary playing at right now is not a coincidence, um, in my personal opinion. And, I, I mean, there's a level of leadership that you see, A.J. Terrell, Jesse Bates, you know, there, there's guys in that room that have kind of taken on leadership roles, um, again, at a higher level than what we've seen kind of in years past as far as having high-impact players in those high leadership positions. And I think it's kind of been very productive for that whole room, and you're kind of seeing that translate already just with how aggressive they are. And, again, some of playing the ball is just instinct. And you can see the quickness and the overall mental processing speed that Atlanta has in the secondary right now has been very impressive throughout camp. So, um Again, I think that what happened in Miami, um, even though it wasn't the starting group, is just a sign of, of things to come, really, for Atlanta's whole secondary. Daniel Flick, Falcons writer for Falcon Report on Fan Nation, joining me here on the WaitFor.com hotline. You know, um, I know Arthur Smith talked about Jalen Mayfield and talked about him competing for that uh, swing tackle spot. You know, I thought Mayfield played well. I thought there were a couple of times where he got lost and he got turned around and when it got into pass coverage, there were some questions. But I do think that if you ask him to go north and south and, and get his hands on people, that that's where his strong suit is. And obviously playing tackle again, you think realistically he nails down a spot? I, I truly think that if he had not played well and he had played poorly, I think he would have been the next guy cut off this team. But he lives to fight another day. I wonder if he can win that swing tackle spot. Yeah, I think he absolutely can win it. Um, you know, throughout this week in practice, he, he's had a few reps at left tackle. Um, and, again, that's kind of been the main thing that a lot of people have been looking at as far as who's ahead in that swing tackle race. Um, you know, with Mayfield, I think Arthur Smith surprised a lot of people uh, last week or the week before in camp when he talked about, uh, you know, I, I believe he was asked about early risers for him, and he mentioned Mayfield. Um, and a lot of people kind of, hadn't been paying too much attention to him. And then the more that you kind of watch him throughout camp, um, they were very pleased with how he came out at right tackle. Obviously, he played right tackle in college. Um, a lot of people kind of felt like that was his more natural position. Um, obviously, we kind of saw how his year at left guard went as a rookie. Um, but again, with Mayfield, I think he's a guy that they view more, you know, in, in more of a positive light than some people on the outside do. But I do agree with you that I think as of right now, he's probably on the outside looking in. You know, they they signed Josh Miles um, from Arizona in free agency, and he's largely been the swing tackle so far in camp, kind of holding down that second-team left tackle role. Um, you know, he had a couple rough uh, rough reps throughout the week in Miami, 
And, and, and so I think that's kind of uh, that kind of opened the door a little bit for a guy like Mayfield. But again, Mayfield also was working third team right tackle earlier this week as well. So I mean, he's kind of all over the board. I I don't think we're going to get a firm answer on him, Miles, and, and Brable as well. Also, kind of in that mix as well. Um, I, you know, there's there's three guys I think that are legitimately fighting for that swing tackle spot. But I really think it's going to come down to. Uh, probably going to come down to Mayfield and Miles is kind of the way it feels like it's shaping up right now. Mayfield, I think, has more work to do. I think Miles entered ahead, and I think even though he hasn't been necessarily stellar, and Mayfield's probably, uh, again, has probably impressed the staff more at various points, I, I think Mayfield's still kind of fighting in a fairly big uphill battle, um, especially because, you know, his rookie year, again, wasn't stellar, and then he missed all of last year. So, again, there's kind of a a level of unknown there. I think he came back and impressed with kind of where he was at, but I, I still think that, um, as you mentioned, he's, he, he's probably more at risk right now than what um, you would think for a guy that's kind of created as much praise as he has so far um, early on in camp. And so um, again, he'll be a guy to watch him and miles, I think are going to be very interesting to kind of watch play out because I, I really think that, that competition's kind of an underrated one. I'm very glad you brought it up because uh, not a lot of people have put a whole lot of attention on it. Um, but I think Mayfield, again, can play right tackle, obviously played inside already uh, in the NFL. I, I do think that versatility is valuable. Um, but I, I, I think as of right now, Josh Miles probably has the advantage there, which probably has Mayfield kind of looking uh, pretty significantly on the outside looking in. Last question for you. Uh, we saw Adi Ogundeji go to the IR um, you know, today, um, I don't know if it's short-term, long-term, but I, again, when you look at his, when you look at a lot of the metrics and things like that from last year, he did not play well. He, he was, and again, he was probably used too often, um, probably played too high of a percentage of snaps, but it wasn't a very good year last year. Now he's hurt. I, I don't think Adi Ogundeji is going to end up making this club. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I think where he's at right now feels like we're kind of trending in a similar direction that Atlanta had um, with a few of the receivers that, that they've recently had to place on IR as well, where you kind of put them there and then end up waving them a few days later um, with, you know, Blair and Frank Darby. Um, you know, I, I think that's probably where Ade is heading right now. Um, again, you know, very unfortunate result because obviously – um, you know, his rookie year, there was quite a, a lot of potential there. I mean, he was, I don't think he took the step from year one to year two that a lot of people, uh, Atlanta staff included, thought he would take. Um, you know, he arrived kind of with more of a reputation as being a ready-made run stopper with some untapped potential, uh, you know, kind of on third down. And he never really showed he could take that step. And I, I think he entered this year's training camp, especially with all the uh, acquisitions that they made up front, you know, um, especially on the edge, that he was probably already kind of right on that fringe. Um, and then, you know, his early performance in camp wasn't anything, you know, overly impressive. Um, and then obviously the injury kind of is, is probably going to be the last straw for him, if I had to guess. So I, I would say as, as of right now, Ogundeji is probably out um, as things stand today. And, um, you know, unfortunately his time in Atlanta may be coming to an end much sooner than, uh, I think what a lot of people would have expected, maybe even as recently as this time last year. So, uh, you know, everything kind of changed pretty quick for him there. And, you know, the way that his – I feel like his ceiling right now seems a lot lower than it once did. Um, and, again, you add on the injury, and he's just uh, probably viewed as pretty expendable right now. 
So uh, that's kind of, I think, like Mayfield, he, he's uh, honestly, I, I think Ade is probably in a much worse spot as far as roster odds right now. I think he's in a, a pretty rough spot. Atlanta Falcons writer Daniel Flick joined us here in the WadeFord.com hotline. Check out his work at Falcon Report on Fan Nation. He's on Twitter at ByDanielFlick. And, Daniel, uh, always appreciate a few minutes uh, with you here. We'll chat again soon. Absolutely, man. I'll hop back on whenever you want me to. You got it. When we come back from the top of the hour, it will be the Falcons flyover. We'll hear from Ryan Nielsen. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.